Hey everyone, welcome to a very special episode of Carpe Noctum. Very special. <laughs> we have a special guest today. Uh, my brother, who actually didn't... I never mentioned that I had a podcast to him. Yeah, let alone the name. That pisses me off just a little bit, but that's fine. Sorry about that. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I, we don't talk you don't a whole lot. Don't mention it to your own damn well, we, family. Like, we only talk like when we're... I mean, I don't talk to my family much, but every single time we put up an episode... I oh, just... he's the only member of my family that knows I have a podcast now, well, actually. I know, I know. I'd rather... Yeah. I'm the only one you trust with a lot of things. Pretty much. And you're the only one I trust with many things. Pretty much. There you go. What a lovely family we are. My growing alcoholism. And that is true. That is true. I've I've witnessed that firsthand, actually. Yes, yes. Um, Well, what's what's funny is that I've wanted to have guests of some kind on for a long time. And every now and then it's like come up as something I would bring up, but then like... But then, like, Monday would roll around, we'd need to record, and I would have, like, some stuff planned, but none of it involved a guest. I hadn't asked you, I hadn't talked to anyone else, so we just did it. You We're know? a hot mess here so, at Carpe Noctum. So, you know, I like, you know, that's why when you said, like, hey, my brother's in town, let's have him. Like, well, die, we definitely need to, because I just want yeah. more guests in general. Because we almost recorded last night, but it was, like, tornado warnings all over yes. Oklahoma. I was yeah, like, eh, yeah. that's not. And then I realized, like, bad. today, I was, oh, my brother's in town. We can have him on as a guest. Even better. Yeah, one night only. If there were a god, this would be called divine intervention. <laughs> Wait. So are you only here for one day? Or? I'm here for one day. He's here for two days. Not really. And then he'll be back for like two weeks. I'll be back for a long It's time. complicated. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't really understand it either. We don't get it either. Our right. parents... I don't plan my life. Sounds about right. Yeah. All right. Well, we've established that much. We're going to pick up uh, something that we were talking about before the podcast started. The name of my other cat. So we told him that one of his Dylan's cat is named Duck. And we asked Tyler, get, we asked him to guess what his other cat's name is. And I told him that it's a hint. It's another famous duck. Yes. It's and a famous duck. we established both the cats are black. So far we have, we have Aflac. Yeah, he's, like, he's guessed Aflac. So which is, techn- it is a it famous, is a famous duck, duck, but it's in, also a famous In America, at least. There, there's no other famous ducks. Yes. There are. Oh, yes. The mighty ducks. Let's yeah, try mean, again. yeah, let's try again. The ugly uh, duckling. N- nope. Don't talk about yourself like that. Ooh. <laughs> Why would I know a famous duck? I don't know because. Because whenever you hear it, you're going to be like, wow, duh. Idiot, yes. Donald? Nah, oh, you're no, close. you're getting close. You're close. You're getting with the really other close. One. Starts with a D. It does. He's also black. Oh, Daffy. Yay! Yay! There you go. I forgot. That, that is. Stop Daffy. There you go. We um, finally, we finally established. Duck it. season. All right. Wet season. Enough okay. All right. So you have Duck and Daffy. Yes. Flip them around. No. All right. <laughs> okay. No. All right. Well, I'm not, now, I'm not now that that's out that. of the way, we're just gonna transition immediately to the next thing. A couple weeks ago. Benny Yins, remember? Yeah, we've been off for like yeah, two weeks. Two weeks yeah. um, it's your fault. No. Well, last week was definitely your fault. No, wait. <laughs> Excuse me. Jesus Christ. We don't do that here. <laughs> anyway. I don't remember. We talked about absinthe. We did. We talked about absinthe. We talked about the absinthe murder. Everclear. Yes, we talked about the, mm. the love of our lives called Everclear. Probably something that you're busy. Do not answer that. Um, by the way, for our listeners who don't know, Dylan's brother's name is Tyler. I also have a brother named Tyler. And your name is Dylan. And my name is also Dylan. That's confusing. So it's it's. Think, a, and we we both we each have sisters as well, but mine yeah they they're, they do not have names. the same name. So, which thank goodness for that. Yeah, but it's we get a little it's weird there. Pretty, it was pretty odd when we first I, found that out. I think we found out about that on this podcast. One of the so very it first wasn't episodes. too long ago. I know yeah. that much. Because we record. It was on the podcast. We were talking about it. And we were like, "What in the world?" Yeah. So that's recorded it, yeah. somewhere. So yeah, we it, actually have, it exists. It exists. It does we, exist. We actually have quite a few episodes out. This is season two. Season two. Yeah, episode like, 11. Um, yeah, episode eleven of season two. Yeah. Wow, I feel honored. Yeah, <laughs> the first guest ever. Yeah. Also, thanks for the reminder. Episode, uh, yeah. We have a Twitter account, Carpe Noctum. Follow us, like us, t- retweet us. Probably won't. Actually, it's at Carpe Noctum. At Carpe Noctum Pod. At Carpe yes. Noctum Pod. Yeah. Say that one more time. At no, Carpe no, Noctum done. Pod. Anyway, so uh, like here we pods. are. We're gonna try some absinthe. We told you we would do it. <laughs> you know, it's a different kind of alcohol when you go. All right, let's try some absinthe. Well, you don't so try absinthe, you just you down it. Okay, so we, we're gonna do this two ways. I'm I'm gonna be the one who just tries it straight 
Uh, for the record, this is Lucid brand. Lucid. Huh? Uh, brand absinthe. It is 62% alcohol. Good lord. Um, so this will be fun. So I'm gonna, <laughs> Might have to be a few track Tyler. Like we have said, we are drinking this. I'm going to drink it straight. But we, well, last time we also Jeez. talked about the way Americans, and you know, it started in France. A lot of people say it's more just for the Americans. But one of the ways to drink it is to dilute it with some sugar. And you pour the water over this absinthe spoon into the absinthe and then give it a stir and drink it. Quick reminder, when was absinthe made illegal made legal in US? It was quite pretty quite 2007. recently. Seven. Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, Not it's very pretty long recently, ago. like twelve years ago. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so so here we go. I'm pouring <laughs> myself some straight Jeez. absinthe. And then yeah, that's a mm, uh from my brother, the alcoholic. <laughs> no, even he's saying no. Borderline, border not there yet. Okay, so we got. I've been some... sober for about four days. Oh, good for you. Well, sorry, right. I fucked well, that up tonight. This is oh, shouldn't you offer you one beer? One beer's not gonna. Right, hey, I mean you're not sober me anymore. All right, so then we got he's a little bit of absinthe in his absinthe glass, and we have a shot glass of water. I would pour that entire thing of water. But slowly, yeah, no, do yeah. it slowly because you gotta give the sugar some time to dissolve. Nice. You, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do it that way. Why not? What an engineer. <laughs> I'm still missing. Yeah, he's getting it. He's getting it. I was just gonna. At some point, it's just gonna start pouring over. No, nah, water's crazy like this. Surface water, tension. water is a crazy thing. Water is crazy. <laughs> water was my best friend. I knew this. I knew that was gonna happen too. As soon as I saw this shot glass, I was like, "I think it's not gonna pour." Right? Unfortunately, I don't have anything with a, like a spout besides like a measuring cup. But what are we? White. Well, because with a shot glass, it's all supposed to come out. And, you know, one, t- one, uh, one little sip. Okay, now you can probably, you know, it's dissolved pretty well. Pour a little bit more in. Stop there. It's or not. Uh, Give it a stir. Disgusting. Give you're, it a stir. You're drinking absinthe yeah, with sugar of, see, water. Here's the thing. Like, absinthe is... You're like, basically just drinking sugar water that's terrible for you. No. I like the goblet. Thanks for the goblet as well. Makes yes. me feel fancy. Yeah, Want to dolly this more some beer? No. Don't do that. <laughs> that's, disgusting. that's disgusting. All right. All right. Here we go. Insane. Drinking it straight. He's drinking it diluted. Cheers. Cheers. You're not one gulping it? Tastes... I've have tasted this taste before. Oh, that burns a little bit on the way down. Go. Oh, this is this really burns. It tastes like a weird Halloween candy that I've had before. It does. It's because well, it's because it's sweet, but then there's also a lot of fennel. In it. It ta- oh no! What does this taste like? It's black licorice. Yeah. It tastes like black licorice. Absolutely, it does. I do not like black licorice. Neither do I. But absinthe is different. Now, if you want something that burns. No. <laughs> no. This. That's never a good sense. This burns. Just straight absinthe. Yeah. Shocker. But it's, 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 it tastes it's good, warm. though. Does it, though? Mm. It's probably a little warm. You know, it's room temperature water. Yeah. Know. Chilled Def- water is better. But... It's definitely a bit of a burn, that's for sure. Yeah. It doesn't burn that much. Yours is easy. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not. I can drink that like water if I needed to. I'm not drinking that. I was gonna say, go ahead. Yeah, go have some straight absinthe, big man. I know my limit, and uh, that's it. (laughs) I mean, Uh, you have a sip. You have a sip. It's not. Uh, I mean, it's sixty-two percent, but you have a sip of it. Not much. I don't mess around with that. Whatever. All right. Well, overall, would you do it again? Just the taste alone, probably not. Would you try a different absinthe? Like a different concoction of it, or well, I mean, like a different brand. Ever, if you ever tried it straight, different brand. Can mix it with like some that. Coke. Yeah, like I tried a different one. Yeah, but I, well, I, this this specific one, no, because I'm just I don't like black. I'm not like I'm not a big fan of black licorice. I hear that. Yeah, um, and I'm not a guy that I I drink because I like what it tastes like. I don't drink because mm. of the alcoholic content. I drink two for different people. Yeah, I drink I drink for the taste, not for the. Uh, Feeling that you get afterwards? Yeah, no, that's why I do shots. Yeah, see, that's why we're a little different. I do shots and beer bongs. <laughs> I don't enjoy any of it. Yeah, you know, my brother, the man who loves Bush Light. Bush Light, my Jose Cuervo. It's a good time. If you keep talking, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> Jeez, oh man. I am going to grab an actual beer now. So, one of my favorite cocktails 
is actually, a, it's called a Sazerac. Excuse me? Sazerac. Sazerac. And it has absinthe in it. Um, and I feel like, I mean, it's pretty boozy, and I know I've served you boozy cocktails before, Dylan, and they weren't your favorite. <clears throat> Sazerac is, like, worth trying, because it really, like, it has some absinthe in it, but it's not, like, overpowering absinthe taste. So, uh, it's, it's worth trying if you're out and about. In fact, I, well, I don't have any rye. Normally, I would have the, the uh, ingredients to make it myself, but maybe another time. Ooh, man, going from a sugar to, like, a bitter, that makes it taste real bitter. It's your heart. <laughs> that was really weird for you to ask you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please do. What am I allowed to say on this podcast? Uh, not that. That's about it. So most things. Most, most things. things, just not that. Okay, moving on. All right. Anyways, all right. We tried our absinthe. Glad everyone stuck around for that. Took a couple weeks. Yeah. Though. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the payoff was I hope worth it for you. Worth it for me. I would say it's all very right. disappointing. All right. Well then. As an avid listener. Well, it's a good thing you're not a regular. <laughs> yeah. Thank God this is just a one-time thing. Yeah. Thank God you are Feed not going to be here anymore. All right. Moving on. What are you talking about this week, Dylan? Yes. So I, over this weekend, uh, one of my most anticipated films this year came out. John Wick 3. Oh, yes. Which I was very, very happy about. I don't know if y'all don't know. Uh, John Wick, the first one, is a story about a retired... Mafia hitman? That's an assassin, assassin hitman. Yeah. It's kind of up in the air exactly what he is at the beginning. There's like this entire like cinematic universe of underworld. Yes, assassins. which you find out like later in the movie because at first yeah. you just think he's kind of like a uh, retired Russian yeah. ma- Russian mafia hitman. Turns out he's uh, he's Baba Yaga. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyways, so in the first film, he he's he's retired. Why not? He's living nicely with his wife. His wife. Develops some sort of illness in the movie. Don't really say what, but she ends up dying. And uh, one of the last things she leaves him is a puppy. And uh, like, oh, like John, Sweet you know, dog. continue to enjoy your life. And, you know, remember me and you know, love this dog. And there, you see a sweet moment where like he bonds with the dog, like driving a car and whatnot. <laughs> and then some Russian mafia boys show up, not knowing who John is, uh, steal his car and kill his dog. And John Wick proceeds to kill every <laughs> single member. <laughs> Of the Russian mafia yep. in very brutal and highly efficient ways. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and then he gets uh, he gets his revenge, finds another dog, and in the second movie, he uh, gets his car back and then is forced to help uh, a guy through like a, a blood pack that he had made yeah. to kill another member of this super underground like criminal hitman organization that you kind of starting to figure out which is pretty amazing and he proceeds to kill every single person that gets in his way yep. and then kill the man who gave him the contract and then is excommunicated from this uh organization which is like millions of people apparently of just hitman and a bounty is placed on his head for 15 million dollars uh and so we start out john wick chapter three with him uh, being hunted by every single hitman in New York City, trying to kill him, and he proceeds to kill every <laughs> single hitman in New York City and in Casablanca. Yes. And that's the movie, and I'm, it's fantastic. I love it. It's absolutely beautiful. And it stars the one, only, Keanu Reeves. I'm starting to see a pattern with these movies. Yeah, he kills a yeah. lot of people. Like yeah. it, it, it increases each movie. Like, this one was an exorbitant amount of people died. Yes. It, it is a, an extremely good uh, movie franchise. What what I love most about it is that it's not like it's not like The Expendables. You know, it's not some Jughead movie that you just go to see all of this ridiculous action. Like, as far as, like, especially when you compare it to, like, uh, The Expendables, there's no helicopters, there's no large explosions, oh, it's... there's nothing over the top, and it's actually really beautiful. Oh, the the cinematography for it's fantastic. Yeah. The the fight scenes, Keanu Reeves is just he's just so good at fighting. Yeah. There are very very few cuts. Yeah. And like most, a lot of the fight scenes are done in like one take or like one or two takes. It's and it's some of the, my my favorite, probably one of my favorite fight yeah. scenes, ever is in John Wick Three, where they just they're in like a row in like some sort of museum, and behind all those glass cases are just like hundreds of different type of knives, and like they run out of <laughs> knives and like they break open the next case. 
take out all the knives, go crazy, like keep moving down, just keep breaking yeah. case after case, and just going at it with knives. And it's such an amazing, it's such an amazing scene. Like ten knives inside of uh, did you just, have you seen it this week? Oh, no, I pre-ordered my ticket oh, a month ahead. Fantastic! Of time. I yeah. saw it opening night. Oh, good. Man. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. And I think one of the things I love is like, uh, like you see at times like they'll throw knives at each other and they'll hit wrong and like they won't. Like they won't pin it. It'll just be like the butt of the knife, mm-hmm. and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you never see that in movies. Like people yeah. missing a shot or like not getting a knife throw down. Yeah, yeah. By the John end, like Wick- each guy that died had like fifteen knives in him. Yeah. Although John Wick does not miss very often. No, he does, he not. does not. He does not miss very often. He does not. <laughs> he, he aims for the head. So one of my fa- also yes. one of my favorite scenes is him in this museum taking apart different like old Western like Smith and Wessons. And building one that'll fit a certain bullet yeah. to shoot one guy that comes through the door. <laughs> yeah. It really is just like one guy. Because the rest of it is all knives and throws Yeah, he, he like, glass. as soon as the guy opens the door, he loads the gun, shoots him, and then yeah. runs away and then like, yeah. drops the gun. I was like, oh my gosh. That was a weird scene, but I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. It was, it was just so well, like choreographed yeah. and everything. I thought it was an amazing my, movie. My, I think the best part about it right now, I thought this was going to be the last one. It's not. And it was like widely believed that it was going to be the last I, one. Yeah, everyone thought it was a trilogy. But, it made sense. But, but yes, they, they just announced officially the release date is going to be May 2021. And I am like, because I'm, I'm like, I was like, I'm like, I thought this was over. Oh, <laughs> and I, I'm glad it's not. I am too. it's so good. When it ended, I was like, Oh hell yeah, John Wick yeah. Four! Let's go. I, I know. Right when it ended, I immediately got my phone. I was like, "Is there gonna be a John Wick Four? Like, there's no way this is how it ends. Like, yeah, there has to be don't something. Spoil it. I haven't seen it. It's yet. it's great. Okay, well, hey, uh, something happens and it's really okay. Good. Yeah, this it's like very obvious. Yeah, you haven't seen it. You were sitting. I thought he saw it. Like, no, he hadn't oh, seen it. Okay. Uh, also, I don't know if you saw, but they're making a. Uh, I think it's Stars is making a spinoff show with The Continental. What? Yes, and guess who's di- who's producing it. Chris Collins, the producer of The Wire and Sons of Anarchy. Oh, wow. Ooh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. That so, would, that would be good. I wonder if Ian there, McShane will be in that. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Ian so. Ian McShane is in American Gods, yeah. which is also a star And, show. like, stars is, like, high production, high value production up there yeah. with, like, HBO. Yeah. And so... It's, whoever, like, it's like the poor man's HBO. It's yeah. High, it's high, but it's not... It's still pretty it's, good. They don't make shows that are generally good as like HBO, but they're high quality. They're very good. You know. Uh, so whatever, so I don't know what uh, whatever production company or like licensing studio behind John Wick is, they're really going all in That's on awesome. John Wick. Well, I was really hoping they would, because even if like John Wick and Keanu Reeves ends, I feel like this universe itself has so much potential. I mean, even if they make some kind of spinoff with Halle Berry with her being in this movie. Mm. I mean, that would be I loved Halle Berry in this. Yeah. She was amazing. To pursue that kind of... I think that would be great. It was, like, there's really so, interesting. It's, like, it's almost like the MCU is that there's so many places they can go with this, and it's also, like, entirely original, and that yeah. it's not the MCU. <laughs> it's, 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 very, it's, it's different than anything I've ever seen yeah. before. And the fight sequences are... Some of the yeah. best in movie history, I'd argue. I'd argue. Oh, absolutely! You and I, when, you and I, you and showed me a video of like Keanu Reeves at like a shooting range. Yeah, and him, you know, doing double taps and everything. Well, they, you know, the, uh, I think it was Rotten Tomatoes posted a video of like them with Halle Berry doing that same shit. Like she trained the same way. I believe Keanu it. Reeves I think did. everyone in that movie was like some sort of martial artist uh, or gun like expert. Yeah, I mean it's what it's so great because so many of these other action movies like there's a bunch of cuts, their fighting sequences really aren't that great. Like every now and then you'll get lucky. Like I feel like for as much as I love to crap on it, um, the Expendables like some of the scenes with like Jason Statham are pretty continuous because yeah, he's such a great he, action he star. He is really good. Uh, mm-hmm. but I'm like, actually most excited. Most action movies you don't see that. I'm actually kind of excited for uh, him and The Rock. Um, oh, the Hobbs. And yeah, the Hob- Hobbs and yes, Hobbs and Shy. Yeah, like Sean. I've never really been yeah, a big like Sean. Fast and Furious, but like oh. just watching The Rock uh, and uh, him, I'm like. I'm, I kind of doubt oh, for it's this. Gonna be, it's gonna be good. Well, I'm, I'm, kind of hand, I'm excited. On the other hand, like Fast and Furious is just. Watch what you say here. Watch what you say here. It's stupid. Watch what you say. It is so absurd and so dumb. No, I disagree. Didn't it start? Isn't it like the first? So the first one is about them stealing VCR TVs. 
And in The Furious 7, <laughs> it's them running from like international governments yeah. as they're being tracked down by like international assassins. And it's phenomenal. It's not, though. It's it is absurd. So they are, I will, uh, they're fun to watch, but oh. like they're total bullshit. Oh, they're not and big this, to this be taken serious. This nonsense is going to be amazing. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's I not, struggle it's to take it seriously. How many of The Fast and Furious have you seen? Uh, the first one, and then like four through the end. Okay. So okay. I saw a podcast and one guy was like, they were talking about the Fast and Furious, and he was like, I want someone who's like doesn't really does knows nothing about the Fast and Furious. I want them to watch the first movie and Fast oh, and Furious Eight, and then explain absolutely. how we got here. Seriously, it's man. a you know it is pretty incredible <laughs> to see how they got from street racing to where they are now. To like, it's a beautiful, international it's a beautiful. like submarines trying to like take him yeah, out. With it's submarines coming up out of the ice and shooting at It's a beautiful like, transition. It's I think I'll stick with John it's Wick. Yeah, uh, I you have to know it's it's so over the top that you have to. It's like borderline art to a certain extent. I mean, art. Art can be anything. Pretty subjective <laughs> to just claim it's art. I mean, I mean I'm excited to see that. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So John Wick three. If you haven't if you haven't seen any of the John Wick movies, I see highly them all. see them all. They are some of the they're some of the best action movies that have they're come out so in the last good. decade. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it's, it's already it's such, turned into more than what it was originally oh yeah, supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be a one-off. One movie, it was. Yeah. It was supposed to be one-off. And it's, it's such, like, I don't know, just a, such a, a weird story as well. Man has a man has a yeah. dog. Mafia member kills a dog. Man proceeds to kill half the population see, of New York City. It's so ridiculous that it's entertaining, just like the fact no, that... No, 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 there's something about the bond between a man and a dog that you look at and you go, I I get it. Well, that's, that's what makes it even crazier. I mean, you look at these three movies, like the entire time span of the three, three movies was like a few weeks, was like yeah. a month. And they've come, you know, they come out over several years. You kind of forget that like season or the second movie picks up shortly after the first one and then the third one picks up right, right. after the second yeah, one immediately after the so it's one. really not a long time where he's killed all these people it's, and you think he's had like a decade two decades in this business you can only imagine that guy's body count it's if, if in a month he killed that many people and with everyone in like everyone in this organization is like oh that's john wick that's one of my favorite parts. It's like the, the, ass- the assassins that are like, yeah. trying to kill him. Like John Wick, I'm so excited to meet yeah. you. <laughs> it's like we're so happy to fight you. You're amazing. I studied your work growing up, and it's just inspired no, me. It, like that's exactly what it is, and it's so funny. But like he has this reputation. Like everyone knows who he is, yeah. and his body count is just just astronomically yeah. high. Mm. But yeah, it's it's great. I love it. I thought some of the fight scenes lasted maybe a little longer mm, than no they such needed thing. to. No such thing as a lot of fight scenes. Not for a John Wick movie, no, no such thing. But I, I will say, as far as like the storyline goes, I, I, this, I, I would say this was still the best John Wick movie, but I would also mm. say it was like the weakest in storyline because it just gets a little jumbled. And yeah. It almost, almost... He's, he, like, why does he go to Casablanca? Suddenly he is trying to get the favor of the high table again. He gets it, changes his mind, but then Ian McShane, sorry, spoiler alert, what? wants to shoot him anyway to get his continental back. Tosses him seems, off the roof of the yeah, building. And then he survives <laughs> that. Whoa, whoa, this is like, spoilers. Sorry, spoilers. spoilers. Doesn't matter if you say spoilers and well, say it. I mean, you're not going to We didn't ask you to be here. This is not a movie. <laughs> he asked me to be here. This is not a movie you watch for the plot. Like, no. The plot's there I mean, no, to so explain like, away the... I get the, that. Look at the plot of the first film. It was just like... I get that, and that's really the only reason I can say that this is still the best John Wick movie, but like still, there are it's still a movie, and you expect some kind of coherent storyline, yeah. and it's a little bit too jumbled. Either way, it's still the best one. It's yeah. still great. I think... So, my, I think the first... The first one's still my favorite. Followed by the third one, followed by the second one. But like they're all yeah, very, they're all, great, they're all yeah. very very close. Yeah. So I think they're all fantastic. And they're I, definitely some of my favorite. I'm just it's I'm my probably one of my favorite movie franchises so right now. So excited for this fourth one. I hate that it's gonna be two years from now. Oh, no. But I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the Continental as well. Oh my god, yes. Do, do, they, what, do you know when that's coming out? No idea. No idea. I think it's like they're. I think they're really just now like starting to like double down on John Wick because they're realizing because this movie made like twice as much as the second one opening day. 
So like everyone like dethroned Endgame. Yeah, they're they're I think the company's realizing that like they have something with John Wick here. Like right. people really like this. Oh, because yeah. it's different. It is. Yeah. It's, it's not it's, some like ordinary like boring action or assassin yeah. movie. Also, well, like it's also a rated R movie. And it's doing very well, I yeah. think, for a rated R movie. Well, also for a lot of other action movies, they try to dive so deep into the character's story and history. Not John Wick. It's. They killed his dog, so he killed. Yeah, but your doesn't rampage. mean to be more than that. And then it's, you kind of just figure it out. Yeah. yeah he's, you're also like very sympathetic to John Wick as well. Oh yeah. Like it's just people like just dog. like they just want them. They just won't leave him alone. Yeah. You. It's it's almost kind of like a number of other antihero stories, and like John Wick is responsible for the deaths of many many people. Thousands but at this point. But you still you still stay on his side. Part of it is absolutely like you know you watch someone kill his dog. It's hard to not be on his side. Yeah. But then also, like, even the people that come after him, they're either, like, you know, like no-name background characters no one cares about, or they're people that, like, somehow you have, like, mutual respect for. The way that the characters have mutual respect. They're both assassins. They both kill a lot of people. They're, they talk to each other. Like, it's cordial. Like, in, like, when that one, like, giant... In the library. Oh yeah, he's like, hey like, John, hey, I, I don't. Know, like, you know. It's fifteen million dollars. Like, what do you expect me well, to do? Yeah, what do you expect? Or like in the second one with Common, like they they meet each other. He, she go, he go, uh, John Wick goes to kill that woman he's supposed to kill, and uh, Common's like, hey, do you have a good night? And John Wick's like, yep. And like you know, they're like reaching for their guns. Like, yeah. Did you kill her? I'm like, yeah, I did. And now they're gonna start shooting each other. But like before that, it's like you know. Yeah, How's it's it going. Like, it's like we're like, we're, like, like <laughs> they understand like we're in this business. We're in this, business. this stuff happens. Yeah. It's not personal, but I'm still gonna kill you. Yeah, yeah. It's my job. You know, I feel like that kind of like adds to the uh, to this kind of like almost indifference. Like, like you have this mutual respect for both of them because of the business they're in. So if John Wick, despite the fact that murder is murder, if John Wick has to kill him, there's this mutual respect. They're like you know. It's nothing personal. Nothing personal. It's, nothing personal. It's, you know? it's nothing personal. Yeah. It's just business. It's just business. Which you know? really applies to this movie. Absolutely. Also, I just want to point out the, the scene where uh, they're talking to the retired uh, manager of the continent of Legend, Casablanca. And he, sh- and he tries to shoot Halle Berry's dog, who has Kevlar body armor, which is super cool. Yeah. And then they proceed to kill every single person like yeah. there. And John Wick's like, Halle Berry's like, calm down, calm down. She goes, no, he shot my dog. He's like, I get it. <laughs> I, I understand. I get it. I, I understand. know where you're coming from. <laughs> we had a code, though. Yeah. We just killed a lot of people. Again. But then what's funny, here's a good transition. What's funny, the, that guy played a significant character in Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Yes. Mm-hmm. He played uh, one of Tyrion Lannister's like right-hand man who kind of like goes his own way eventually. But uh, having said that, this weekend was big. Because John Wick came out, but it's also big because it's the series finale of Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Now, I know you don't watch it, do you watch I it? I don't watch okay. it. Never well, seen Some spoiler alerts here. But big spoiler. So, fun fact about my brother oh, he no. is a spoiler. Oh, I, I did. He's a big spoiler. I ruined people's lives. <laughs> what the hell did you do? He spoiled. Well, so I don't. Wait, I, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Well, they haven't seen it by now. Well, what is it? It's. From it's who killed the Night King. Have like, you, I mean, it's been well. A few, no, like, so if you haven't seen it by now, no, it was it was the day after. Okay, well that's different. There's so, <laughs> like a forty eight hour. No, so you gotta respect. That was a hard. That's my, different. All my yeah. friends watch it. I've never gone into it, but like the next day, social media, everyone's talking about sure. spoiler how. Arya, yeah. Arya Stark kills the Night King, yeah. and they were all my friends Cole and Anna were talking about it, and I wanted to jump into the conversation, not knowing it was the day after it premiered, not knowing they hadn't watched it last oh, night, no. <laughs> and I just kind of like, oh yeah, didn't like Arya or something kill the Night King, and they were both like, what did you say? Uh, Arya oh, killed. They're like. No, she didn't. It's like, no, she didn't. You're right. I don't know what I'm talking about. They were so angry. And then they were just yelling at me, oh saying I was... God. They were like, that was... Because I tried to play off. like, I'm kidding. I really don't know. It's like, you better be wrong, Tyler. So, uh... Yeah. Now that we have this on recording, it is a, a statement of fact that my brother is simply the worst. Well, yeah. really. It's just Game of Thrones. Ooh. Who gives a shit? Well, oh, a lot of people. say that? A lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people all over the world. I could care less. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Bran is the king. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> we, gave you, we gave you fair warning spoilers. Well, yeah, I guess so. But you, you know get... what? That, I won't talk about that tonight, but that is some bullshit. And I can't even put in words how mad I am about that. 
You know what? No, let me just say one thing. So, earlier in this very season, they're talking about him being Lord of Winterfell. He can't do it because he's a three-eyed raven. You know? But now he can be king because why? They need him to be? I thought the three-eyed raven wasn't supposed to have that kind of dominion or ownership. He couldn't. But, but no, apparently not. Apparently a good story is him being fucking king. It pisses me off. But anyway, take it up. Take it up with George R. R. Martin for not finishing the goddamn well, series. Well, he's still he's still working. I blame HBO for not waiting for it. That's I mean, bullshit. <laughs> he's still writing it. It's not over. George R. R. So like the actual Isn't ending he to the I show. He stopped. He's just like, well, there's no. No, he's still he's still. I'm pretty sure he's still working on it. But Maybe HBO is, but and HBO is like, well. We need to finish this. Yeah. So the ending to the HBO is probably going to be different than the no, actual. No, that's stupid, because if that was the case, so. George R. R. Martin could be like, oh yeah, this is how it's going to end. This is what's going to happen. Like, yeah. instead he's like, nah. Well, like, I think he's they, not going to finish it. I also, I think he's they like, got off the books at like season seven, I think. Some, yeah. they, just, they, just they just started doing, doing, they started doing their own thing. Yeah. Which is, you know, whatever. I get it. It's fine that they did that. It just yeah. honestly, I don't think this last season was as bad as some people say it was. Well, a lot of it was okay, but like last night's episode or Sunday night's episode, it was really. It was just overall, it was just kind of boring. It was just like a, uh, just a really poor ending to like a show that was filled with so much character development, so much action, and then it just like fizzled. Yeah. Out, you know? well, that's why I wanted to ask you because all my friends again watch Game of Thrones and they felt this season was just super underwhelming because they built it up basically for yeah. seven seasons and yeah. it's just like, well, here you go. I mean, overall, I would probably say it was <coughs> underwhelming. I don't think it was as bad as some people say, and I think the Battle of Winterfell was actually a fantastic episode despite it being like the f- fifth lowest rated episode or something like that. Really, I thought I thought that that episode was really good, and and. You, if you watch like after the episode, like when they're talking to the writers, they were very specific about not like drowning the episode in battle scenes because it's really easy to just, you know, well, more people are fighting. Yeah, more but that's what everyone was looking forward sword. to, wasn't it? Well, they still had plenty of that, I think, and that's what made it good. But it also it had the the death of the Night King. It kind of it had uh, um, Daenerys like leaning over her protector who fought to his death to protect her and, and you had like Jon Snow was there but like he finally wasn't the savior or everything really it was Arya I thought it was a really good episode but like Sunday Night's episode was was kind of a drag mm. um, but but either way uh, I bring I bring all this up uh, because uh, Sunday before the episode premiered the International Committee of the Red Cross made a uh, statement tweet Tweets. Tweet? Several tweets. What is the word I'm thinking of? Tweet? Tweets? Well, Post? A tweet list. A tweet whatever. Repost? No. Retweet? Fuck. Shut up. They, <laughs> tweet a longer? list? They tweeted out a list of uh, every violation of international humanitarian law. <laughs> Over the 70 episodes of Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. I bet there's a lot. That must have been an interesting conversation with an intern. All right, intern. Yeah. We want you to watch yeah, every oh, single Game episode Thrones. of Game of Thrones and list yeah. every single human rights violation. Here's, the, here's oh. a, a list of... Here's the Geneva Convention. Tell us every single violation and then we'll tweet I, about it. But it was actually... It was kind of a fun thread. Thread! Oh, there, Twitter thread. There That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, thread. It's a pretty fun thread. So, uh, over the course of the 70 episodes, there were over... 100 war crimes that mm, were that's it that were that's, displayed that's you know you know there's probably, I'm sure there's more and more that they talk about but there were over 100 that we witnessed I'm assuming that there um, were 100 and then these are also repeated many 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 times well maybe I don't know <laughs> so as I was saying I want to know it's this violation committed this many times yeah yes um, it doesn't say that in, it doesn't really get too specific other than like because like you said if, if, it, if there were one tweet for every incident you know, there'd be a very, very long thread. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just kind of talk about, like, for, so for example, uh, a lot of the major uh, characters like Joffrey, Joffrey, Tywin, Cersei, Ramsay, Bolton, a uh, number of others, uh, they killed sick or wounded soldiers. And even if they are under, uh, even if they are the enemy, the Geneva Convention prohibits such treatment of wounded prisoners and wounded, wounded enemies. Um, at the Battle of Blackwater, I guess that means nothing to you because you haven't watched it. No. Um, 
All of the soldiers, the St- all of Stannis' soldiers who survived the wildfire would have been protected by the Second Geneva Convention and its additional protocols, which, again, covers the wounded, sick, and shipwrecked at sea during the war. No such protection was extended to them in the show, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we give no quarter! Yes. Uh, Daenerys... Uh, sorry, Daenerys systematically burned uh, King's Landing, which just happened a few a couple episodes ago. Um, Cersei also used the civilians as human shields, so it's kind of like that's a big, that's a big no-no. Parts. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm no, yeah. <laughs> no expert. So there were there were yeah, no expert, but that sounds mm, wrong. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, um, there were also a number of instances where humanitarian law was respected. If you can believe it, only twenty-one instances. That's a far cry from. 100. I would say one of the one of the significant ones was um, I don't remember what season it was, but it was for the, the before the Red Wedding. There were a number of like mm. Lannister soldiers that were I've heard about the Red Wedding. I have no idea. It's pretty. Red it's is. pretty big. It's where a lot of people die. Right? Oh, that's yeah. when they kill they kill them all in the barroom, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I've seen that scene. Yeah, the scene that's it's, anyway. Um, John Snow Rob Stark that. had a number of Lannister soldiers imprisoned, but he did not torture them. He did not kill them. He even went as far as to treat and feed them. Um, Tywin Lannister, uh, which was like the patriarch of the, of the Lannister family for a while, he prevented the torture of a prisoner that was under his care. And of course, Jon Snow uh, was protecting Egret from violence. Egret was, you know, his lover at some point, but... Uh, he would typically defend the, the wildlings from the kind of uh, quote-unquote justice that the Night's Watch wanted to give them. Um, but overall, the worst war criminal, according to the Red Cross... Spence is killing me. Because you're going to have to explain who that is. Yeah. <laughs> and why it's important that yeah. it's that person. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the worst war criminal was Ramsey Bolton. The bastard. Yes. The bastard. Yes. He was not one of the most major characters. He was pretty big for like a season, really. He wasn't really all that major. But if you have an, if you want an idea of just how sick this guy was, he wasn't in there for very long, and yet he had He's 17 the, violations ooh, specific to him. That's not great. They included torture, Especially in Game cruel, of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> when you're the worst character in Game of Thrones, you know you've done something oh, wrong. Yeah, absolutely. You've done something really wrong. Uh, they uh, included torture, cruel, and inhuman treatment, uh, perfidy. Perfidy. I don't think I've heard that one before. It, mm, I'm gonna guess perfidy. Verification uh, by fire. Uh, well, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm curious how this is defined in the terms of of uh, the Geneva Convention. War, yeah, the Geneva Convention yeah. regarding war crimes. Perfidy but, war crimes. Um, it's it's defined as deceitfulness and unworthiness, untrustworthiness. I would mm. I would imagine that that's probably breaking. Uh, Trees, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. If I had to guess, but okay. I, I feel know. like espionage is just like that's just part of war. Really, you just kind of expect that. Yeah, I, I was know. really hoping that meant a lot more perfidy. No. <laughs> I was hoping it just meant a lot. I more. can uh, tuck that into my vocabulary now. Oh, oh there you, you go. You've, perfidy. You've um, you've so, done committed perfidy over there. <laughs> you've, you've done perfed. You've, you've done perfed up. <laughs> you've done perfed. Uh, he also took hostages. He killed wounded soldiers. Um, he used. Quote, used means or methods of warfare that inflict superfluous injury or unnecessary suffering. He uh, committed several acts of sexual violence and rape, and he made civilians not taking part direct in hostilities the object of attack. So he's at number 17, but I think it's funny, most significant, the second one is Daenerys Targaryen. The one that through the... No, it's Bran. Oh, yeah, no, Stark. No. She, she, she's the mother of dragons. She's oh. Amelia Clark. Uh, I thought she, her name was something else. No. Oh. Yeah, continue. continue. <laughs> Go she, on. Uh, she cloaked herself in righteousness almost in the entire series, saying that she was fighting to um, defeat tyranny. And for much of the series, you'd think she was, right up until this last season. And that's why a lot of people hated it, because there was a very rough transition from her being all about freeing slaves and fighting injustice to suddenly becoming the very embodiment of injustice. But she comes in fifteen and second with fifteen violations. That's not great. And then what, everyone else goes down from there. What did the first guy have? Seventeen. Okay. So it's she's close, not close. much she's not much better than Ramsey Bolton. And yeah, if you, but say he, that, he, you said he did in one season. She's been there for eight. 
Yeah, but most I think most of what she not all of it, but a lot of this is just from this last season. Mm-hmm. Interesting. A lot, six of them oh. are from this last season. Hmm. So you know maybe like per capita. No, not as bad as Rambling, but still not great. <laughs> yeah, not great. Anyway, so I I thought that was an interesting thread from the American mm. Red Cross. That is a, yeah, that's kind of a fun fun little deal. Relevant. To it is this yeah. weekend. Uh. So speaking of HBO shows, uh, I'm excited. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm thinking about getting a subscription because two shows are coming out that I'm actually quite excited for. Uh-huh. Uh, the first is Watchmen, right. which thought, looks yeah. really interesting, and the second is uh, His Dark Materials. Yes, which I'm excited because I've, I've listened to the first book on audio audio yeah. uh, audiobook. I thought it was pretty good, and then uh, with the C live action, I'm actually really excited because I think yeah. it could be really really good. Yeah. Um, so I might have to pick up an HBO subscription once those uh, begin. So the movie, what was it, 2006-2007, The Golden Compass, when it came out. Never actually saw it. Um, never saw it. It wasn't well, that great. It wasn't, yeah. apparently, I never saw it either, but it was critically panned so much so that what was supposed to be a trilogy for each book became one, became one movie and then was scrapped. <laughs> yeah, they have, so a, I'm they excited. have to do a lot of this. Yeah, yeah. Aragon. Aragon. I'm Aragon. excited about that one. That was an I'm awful movie. If, if HBO can can do this right, I mean, I assume well, they will. Be. HBO I mean, probably will. Yeah, we'll, probably. See well the books are like, finished, so they don't have to worry about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> they're great. At, they're great at working with books that are that that exist. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be until good. they have to go off on their own. Yeah, yeah. the The books are finished, so they don't have to worry about that. Yeah, the trailer the trailer for it looked. Pretty good. I'm excited yeah. for it. So, I mean, yeah, I watched the trailer for that. I didn't care to really watch it for Watchmen. You know, I don't, I'm indifferent about it. I, you know, if it comes out, people are saying it's really good, I might watch an episode I, to see if I like it, but it's not something I'm generally interested in. See, I like the, the superhero movies like that, which are like, uh, this, like the superheroes, like the world kind of like turns on him, like the superhero like turns on the world where it's like more gray area. Yeah. Like the the, the book that I told you about, Worm. Yes. Have you told me about that? You told me about. Okay. It. I, don't I don't know if I've talked about. It. But yeah, it's a it's like a it's an online web serial. It's about the length of the Game of Thrones series, and it deals with this like very gray area of like superheroes and villains, and you follow a uh, a wannabe hero turned villain who becomes way way more than she like ever intended to be. And it's really, 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 really good. I highly recommend reading. It's just, it's free online. Just Google Worm. It'll be like the second, second or third link. Just Worm. Just Worm. worm it's called Worm. Worm book. Yes. I would, I would add just book. Worm. No, even if you <laughs> no, even if you Google just Worm, it's like, like the let's third, try it out. It's like the I'm third link. It let's try it out right now. Yes. Worm. worm. So he said two or three. So. Second or third link. Yeah. Okay, so right there, we'll worm. A complete web Dude, serial. It's the, it's, the, it's the fourth one for me. Ah, there you go. Oh, man. See? All right, fine. You win. Right. Yeah, it's, it's longer than the Game of Thrones series. It's fantastic. I would never want to do that. It's really, really good. Well, I would say I'd watch it, but I, I mean, read it, but I won't. Okay, I'm reading too much stuff yeah, right now. Same. That's fair. Too many book series. So like, because like you can pull, you can just pull it up on like your browser on your phone. So if you're out somewhere like waiting, you just pull it up and read that's it. That's how an ebook works too. That's true, but this one's free. That's true, but I already own some ebooks. Well, that's your problem. Well, maybe if it's a problem at all. Retailers, including Starbucks and Whole Foods, are now accepting Bitcoin in store. Where? Wait, Amazon is? No, he said Starbucks in. Oh, Whole, Whole Foods. Foods. Whole Foods. I don't know. When I hear Whole Foods, I just oh, think I mean, it's, I mean, it's Amazon. 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 I'm pretty sure Amazon was already doing it online. Are they? No, Amazon doesn't accept Bitcoin. 
Do they not? Mm-mm. Well, Whole Foods does now, so I can't imagine Amazon. So I guess Amazon does not technically. I mean, by extension. <laughs> Amazon now accepts Bitcoin. I thought Bitcoin. there was a way to, for the, well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I, I, I Where are they accepting it? Just in certain places? Or um, nationwide? So, worldwide? So, uh, here, here, so it's, it's kind of like using a platform similar to like Apple Pay. And I'm pretty sure it's at every store. So, among them are Crate and Barrel and Nordstrom. Whole Foods, they are... So, quick question. So, like, one Bitcoin's worth, like, a lot of money, correct? Uh, it fluctuates. Yeah, like right it, now, it's like eight-something. Mm-hmm. Unless eight. it went down again. I mean, who knows? Yeah, it's, it's completely backed by supply and de- just demand. Yeah. Okay, so like how, how much is it worth, like, right now? Good question. Because there's been times it's like one Bitcoin's worth like a thousand dollars, isn't it? Yep. Well, I mean, Bitcoin, it's been over a thousand for a long time. It's been over a thousand. It's I think the high was like twenty six thousand, yeah. and then it drops back down. So it can you? Down so if like you go to Whole Foods and you buy like twenty three dollars, do you do you pay with like point zero zero point zero 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 of a Bitcoin? Yeah. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. One Bitcoin sure. right now is worth seven thousand nine hundred eighty seven dollars and sixty nine cents. Such a bad investment. Are you sure? Are you sure? If, you had bought so. it, if you had bought it a decade ago, or like, You'd be you could have gotten a Bitcoin for it's just not stable. less than a dollar. It is not stable. No, it's you're very right. Super unstable. Which is why, as a currency, you shouldn't buy it. If yes. you're investing in it, I mean, if you had bought yeah. it, I mean, there were a number of like teenagers and 20 something that bought it a long time ago, and they were millionaires when they sold it for $22,000, $23,000. It's true. Just because they had bought it when it was like 50 cents. You know? Yeah. I mean, that is an absurd amount of growth. As a currency, no, it doesn't make sense. Not yet. And which is why I think it's funny that retailers like this are finally accepting it. Because on the one hand, and I say finally on purpose, because on the one hand, like digital currencies are becoming more mainstream. They're talked about more than ever. I think it's I think it's kind of time we start to move into it. But move into it as in start to use it and integrate it as far as using it as a full-on currency we're probably not there yet because mm. it's yeah. so unstable maybe like if i give you a dollar today but tomorrow it's only worth 50 cents exactly mm, yeah or if i gave you a dollar and suddenly tomorrow it was worth five dollars i'd feel like i was ripped off yeah either way I mean, and like the u.s dollar yeah changes in value but not that dollar. drastic but yeah, yeah. Never like that it's drastic. like very like over 10 years like yeah, you'll see a significant difference yeah but, but Day to day, it's not like Bitcoin. So I'm not gonna wake up tomorrow and have my one dollar worth ten thousand dollars. Yeah, unfortunately. So the thing is, I, I do think in the long term, and many other like security now, uh, wow, security analysts and um, digital currency experts, they agree. Long term, it's gonna be pretty big, but it's also like long term. Like you can say that about just the stock market in general. It's gonna be it's gonna be bigger than it is now, and so. The idea that a company like this is getting in on it when it's worth six, seven, eight thousand dollars, they're probably in some money. way keeping this as an investment. In the long term, it's going to be worth a lot more. Hopefully, hopefully, you know. Uh, the best. If you hadn't sold, and I'm sure a number of people didn't, if you hadn't sold Bitcoin when it was at its peak at like twenty three or something, um, you would be one third your net worth than you were at that time in 2017 now of course again long term it should get above and beyond that again and you're still on top even if you sold it now if you bought it for a dollar it's worth oh yeah seven thousand grand you're certain seven thousand seven seven yeah seven thousand grand (laughs) you're still one on top but either way you know i i I think it's great they're they're using payment startups called flexa and gemini and they they work like like apple pay like i said um I I really do think this is the future, but I don't mean it in like that cliche generic thing you say about like cool tech things. I think it is. It's just it's going to be very long time, and it's going to be pretty rough transition. You know, we're talking like rough as in like America switching to the metric system rough. You know, there's going to be oh. a lot of issues, but I think it's inevitable at this point. Yeah, I mean, we're. And I hope it is. To be. I honest. mean, I pay with like with the uh, like my phone more than anything now. I still don't. Yeah, I. Don't do that. Okay. I I mean, I, I, I sometimes have had it on my phone, but at the end of the day, I just get annoyed with it. And I always forget to use yeah. it anyway. I, I think it's just faster. easier just to, 
do this. So much faster. Like with my, Well, I always my see phone. people trying to do it, and it's like, okay, is it working? <laughs> and it takes like five yes. more minutes. Having worked, and then I, sw- I just do my one see, item, I swipe I my card, it. and I'm done. Like, I prep it, and like I'm like ready to go. Even, even when you prep it, sometimes they're like, yeah. is it, is it, is it and working? And sometimes it doesn't even work. See, I do one try. I do one try. I go, oh, it don't work. Immediately take my card out and stick it. See, most people don't do that because a lot of the people yeah. is the older people they don't they barely know how to work their phone yeah. and so they're like smashing yeah. it yeah they just know they're supposed the to get somewhere close to it yeah. and put their thumb yeah. on the See, scanner I work with technology enough I'm like alright troubleshooting well, yeah, this will take way longer than just <laughs> sticking my card in yeah yeah. so we should have done that from the beginning yeah. well none everyone none everyone's like an engineer so we our job our job is literally about efficiency so if you say so it is and yeah, no, it is. Mine's yes, about because the, money. the defense sector is so efficient right now. <laughs> yeah, That's how we the we've wasted resources. Our ability and government to, contracts. We make money by being inefficient, I so know, therefore I we know. are efficient. Whatever. <laughs> Didn't you have an hour meeting about designing a box? Yes, actually several hour meetings. You're affected. That they did I, not use. ever had Nagai Cha? What? What? Say that one more time. Nagai Cha. Nagai Cha. That sounds racist. It is very racist. He's a nice man, but no, I've never tried Uh that. Jesus, man. (laughs) Now you want to talk about racist. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so it is actually Chinese for milk littled tea. So it's essentially tea with a foam on top. And you judge me for drinking bush? Yes. And I continue to judge. But it's, it's tea with foam on top. I, I, tea with foam on top, essentially. Okay, that's nice. a tea macchiato, essentially. Ugh. Okay, yeah, doesn't sound so weird. The, the, yeah, yeah, the way you're explaining pretty, that, like well, that's milk because, little tea, that yeah, just sounds weird. Tea. But you're like, oh no, it's tea with some foam well, on top. That is like, technically how it, what uh, it is. That sounds called. It's pretty good. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I try that. So it's it's the it's this new growing fad. I'll call it a fad for now. Um, it's growing, especially in China. It kind of has its uh, origins in. I want to say Taiwan, and it, it, it is, so I prefer it ice, you can have it either way, but I prefer it ice. Um, it's literally just like a basic tea with a foam on top that is, I have, I've seen it with just milk, the way I made it is actually with like a whipping cream and like some cream cheese, and you can sweeten it or not sweeten it. Um, it's actually pretty good. I was thinking about uh, when we were going to meet, what, like last week, two weeks ago, I was yeah. going to prepare it, um, but then I was like, well, we're going to be drinking absinthe, so I don't want to prepare too much, but then, you know, we didn't meet, and now here we are. So I didn't I didn't make it, but I was, I was interested. Is that something, like, you guys would see and be like, let me try it? No. Well, no. no, you're asking the wrong demographic. You're, you're right. We don't drink. Way. Like, we're not really drinking well, yeah, but, tea drinkers. Yeah, but sure, but you look at that. Would you be like, I would try it. If someone no. like offered me that, I was like, hey, try this, I'd probably try it. I'd probably still But I wouldn't go, no. I wouldn't go out of my way to try it. You wouldn't go out of your way to try I it? I wouldn't try it at all. I'm just not, I'm, I stick to the basics to what I know. Well, you drink bush. bush so that makes yeah. <laughs> I drink bush to heal and watch Fast and Furious. Jesus Christ. <laughs> see, what I have to, see what I had to grow up with? Oh my God. You see what I had to grow up with? Yeah. Okay. I, I, you got the better end of the deal, trust me. Why well, don't Just, it's, no, it's I mean, actually, I think it's, it's actually no, good. Um, yeah, no, I'm sure like tea, Tea people would enjoy it. I'm just not a tea guy. Well, so. I think even well, what's funny is that like more people are drinking this that wouldn't even like classify themselves as tea drinkers because so it's pretty popular in England to add milk to your tea. It isn't really popular in China or most of Asia to add anything to your tea. But this has grown in popularity there because you're supposed to drink it at, like a forty to forty five degree angle very specifically because you're getting the oh, tea and, and the, the foam oh, okay. at the same time. And it actually makes a very like creamy consistency, and it mm. ended up being like really good. Despite like when I made it, even I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> but it's really, it's actually really good. Hmm. No, it's right. actually really good. So, try the next next week then. Yeah, anyone? I I don't know of a place even here in Asian 
an Asian district that makes it, but I know how to make it, so we can try it here. But kind of uh, excited to see if more places start to, to make it. Best and worst of the week? My best of the week. Honestly, it's just seeing John Wick 3. Like, I loved it so much. It, it, was, my, it was the highlight of my week. It really was. What about your brother being there? Uh, that's my worst of the week. Oh, no! <laughs> Saw that coming. <laughs> Saw it coming. Got him! Okay. Alright. So, I have... <laughs> I have... So, I have one worst of the week, and then I have, like, one topic that can be, be both best and worst. Holds both the best and another worst. Okay, another okay. one of these. So, yeah, another one of those. So, the worst of it. This week in, in liberalism, because you know I love to talk about politics. You do. Uh, <laughs> you do love it. So, um, I don't know if you heard last week, the lawyer, one of the lawyers that took up Harvey Weinstein's case mm. um, was punished at Harvard University. Um, he is a highly sought-after lawyer, uh, he has represented the family of Michael Brown. Um, he is a well-regarded uh, legal scholar. Um, but last week it came out that he was willing to represent Harvey Weinstein. And a lot of the students at Harvard University were up in arms about it. And he's been there at Harvard for 34 years he has represented a lot of people, and yet somehow these snot-nosed little undergrads thought that they knew best and decided to protest this highly esteemed professor, and Harvard, as a result, capitulated and punished him. And I believe, as a result, he has since left Harvey Weinstein's legal team. I... We, I think we can all agree Harvey Weinstein's a scumbag. Yeah, yeah. I agree. agree. No, I agree. I agree. Harvey Weinstein's worse. He's pretty horrible. Um, I think, uh, I don't know about you, I think you, I don't know anything about you, uh, I think you and I agree though, when it comes to the rule of law, the, the beauty in the Sixth Amendment is that we are guaranteed a lawyer, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't really matter how much of a scumbag you are, whether you're a kid who stole a candy bar at a, at a side street bodega. Or, or a man who killed the kid who stole the candy yeah. bar at the side <laughs> bodega. Like George Zimmerman. It doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> oh, the fact is goodness. you are entitled to legal representation. And the, the thing is, legal representation doesn't come down to that scumbag lawyer who tries to do whatever it takes to get you off. It's also about keeping the legal system accountable. It is so that... Whether you're a district attorney, a police officer, or a coroner, it's all about keeping that side accountable so that justice is truly dealt. And that entire system starts to crumble where people or lawyers who take up cases of even the most heinous people are persecuted for taking up that case. Even the Nazis at the Nuremberg trials had attorneys. It is recognized by the Geneva Convention, by international rights groups, Around the world, oh, one of the, the legal representation mm -hmm. is essential. One of the founding, like, you know, statements of the Bill of Rights of America. It's been here since the beginning of America. Absolutely. So yeah, no, I I fully agree that those that I disagree with all of this. It's it's, it's, it's absurd that it's well, awful. I, I think it's absurd enough that the undergrads that a bunch of teenagers protested this. I think what's even worse is that Harvard capitulated. Oh, yeah. I think that's the worst part. Yeah, I I think because Harvard came out of the the worst of this because they just lost. This guy. Well, did he leave Harvard or is he? He's still there. He was punished. I think he was like removed. Like some of his responsibilities from removed were removed for him. He's still there. I don't know what exactly the future for him looks like there. But see, I think way, I feel like, like this would turn off a lot off a yeah. lot of lawyers who want to like work for Harvard or be associated with Harvard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it would turn a lot of them off. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's your that's own, an absolute embarrassment your own to Harvard institution. Turn your back on you for you doing. Your, your job. job. The, yeah, the thing One is of the most sacred jobs do. in this country, in the entire American legal system. Whatever. So that's definitely the worst of the week. The, the second thing, it actually comes from, you know, the few things in, in the past couple weeks. Um, there's kind of like the, been this big uh, movement of Democratic candidates, which, by the way, there are 26. Good now, Lord. 26 people. Yeah, I saw a post running. like on Reddit. People were shitting on Biden. Saying he wasn't basically liberal enough. Well, I, I agree with oh, that, yeah. actually. As far as where Democrats are nowadays, 
What is, what is a Democrat these days? Wow, even they are struggling. You got people like Nancy Pelosi who are the most centrist neoliberal Democrats in existence, and then you have people like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez who are so far left. And that right there is like the span of the Democratic right. Party. You got like Nancy Pelosi, your Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden types, and you have your Bernie Sanders, your mm-hmm. Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. I mean, and then everything in between. Everything in between. Yeah, the Democratic Party is a shit show. It absolutely is, and this is one of the reasons they can't win anything, which is hilarious. Because uh, and, and they always blame the people that don't vote. Yeah, it's all it's everyone else's fault. Not yeah. because you can't come up with a coherent platform yeah. that actually attracts voters and young people. It's everyone else's and also, fault. Yeah. <laughs> Also alienates every yeah. single person as right. well. well He's no, like, oh, no, you have to no. be this, this, and this, but you can't be this, this, and this. And all. well, that's kind of everybody. I love, I love Bill Burr's take on the whole presidential election that between Trump and Hillary because they're all playing like the racist, you know, rednecks. And he's like, where were these people when Obama was? Running for election, he's like, no, they came out. They're four wheelers and they're like koozies to vote against the white woman and not the <laughs> and, and not, not the, the black, black guy. They didn't care about him, but the white lady yeah. that ain't happening. Yeah, that's where the yeah that's where the racist came out. The yeah. white woman. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I recommend watching it. But if you uh, if you were paying attention to some of these individuals who have announced, some of them have been very open about doing town halls and Fox News. Some have not been. One such candidate who was very against it was Elizabeth Warren. She decided. Is she? She, put she on the? Uh, yeah, she's the one that's the Native like American. Zero zero. Yeah. Okay. The fake Native American. Yeah. One. God, how is she still running? I mean, because she's a very successful senator from Massachusetts. She just happens to also be a a A dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) But either way, she's she's doing pretty well. She has a platform that attracts a lot of people. I feel like like if you were to choose between someone more centrist like Joe Biden and maybe someone that's not as far out there as Joe Biden, one of your picks would be Elizabeth Warren. So I feel like more than Joe Biden, more than Bernie, she might be the one that more people run with. That's just how I see it as of now. Anyway, she put on Twitter, on Twitter of all things, keep that in mind because it's just funny, that Fox News gives a platform to hate and they are their hate-for-profit uh, business model is not something she wants to participate in. You know, They have these type of town halls to pretend that they're fair and balanced when really all they do is attract viewers and get advertising revenues from it. On the one hand, like she's, she's, if she, she's not wrong in that these types of town halls attract a lot of viewers. And whether you're CNN or Fox News, you're going to broadcast them because people tune in, you know? Yeah. She's not wrong about that. But the thing is, there are 30, 33% of Fox News viewers view themselves as either independent or Democrat. 33%. That's a more lot, than I thought. Yeah, and a lot of those people are more centrist. Some of them are not all Trump supporters. Some of them voted for Hillary or, or even Obama in 2012. You know, so there, it's not straight Republican viewership that they have there. And going on something like Fox News can really attract some of the fence-sitters who had voted for Hillary or had voted for Obama. Or the people that voted for Obama and then switched to Trump in 2016. You know, yeah. they can, it's very powerful and it can really attract those people. Bernie Sanders has done that. And it was very funny because during that town hall, I think it was like a month ago, during that town hall... Uh, some of the viewers, a lot of young people in the audience, when they were like asked about certain policies, almost everyone raised their hand supporting Trump. And this was on Fox News, or supporting Bernie Sanders. This was on Fox News. It was supposed to be all conservatives, but like half the audience was on, most of the audience was on Bernie Sanders' side. Uh, Pete, I don't remember how to pronounce his name, Bucic or something, yeah, the mm-hmm. mayor of South Bend, Indiana. No idea. Um, he has also agreed to do a town hall. I think he actually just did recently a town hall on Fox News. So you have people like Elizabeth Warren who are kind of rejecting this to kind of like stir up the pot against the anti-corporist Fox Fox News type system. Oh, because CNN's not corporate at all. Well, no, not at all. <laughs> but there, but really, I think all she's doing is is alienating is alienate, alienating her base, alienating Fox News viewers who might even vote for her otherwise, and she's failing to reach those people that are that are fencers. So the positive there. Uh, the the worst is you know comes from people like Elizabeth Warren not doing it, but the, the best of the week actually comes from people like Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg, whatever, uh, who are agreeing to do it. And even last week, oddly enough, the people in the, the the girls in the View, which I think is an absurd show, even they all agreed that it was a bad idea. Elizabeth Warren 
not doing her uh, town hall on Fox News. And on Friday, on Real Time with Bill Maher, uh, she, he was very critical of her decision not to do it. So I think we're not so far, even though it sometimes feels like it, we're not so far into the world of illiberal intolerance where we're completely shutting out the other side. And I feel like in real life, when you're not at a protest, if you're not on social media, you're a lot more likely to actually have genuine interactions with people on the other side. Oh, it's yeah. becoming yeah. more rare. But even just this, I mean, even media figureheads saying, this isn't right for Elizabeth Warren to be doing this. It, it's kind of a, in a liberal intolerance. I think it's I think it's a very good sign, personally. That's good. So we'll see where that comes from. What's your best and worst of the week, Tyler? Yeah. Go, going off from what you said, best for me, uh, my friends Joe and Sharon got married. Congrats if you guys are listening in on this. <laughs> send them a link to the podcast. Joe, Sharon, congrats. Loved the wedding. Loved the food. Worst of the week? Let's see, what even happened this past week? Giant storm here in the and middle of America. I was that was about that. that. that was Flooding bad. literally everywhere. I, that didn't affect me. Yeah. Well, I pointed uh, out because yeah. we we passed a part of Hefner Lake and like it was on the other side and it was like a like almost like a, it almost looked like a second part of the lake. Yeah. I was like, Tyler, that that water's not supposed to be there. I was, oh, <laughs> I thought that was just part of the lake. I was like, no, was that right down there? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, saw, I was like, oh, that water's not supposed we're, to be we're, there. Worst of the week was uh, loading my truck up with everything I owned. Is it moving Hauling. great? I hate it. It's <laughs> the worst. I moved like I don't know how many times in the past four years. Oh, I hear you. You move mm-hmm. more than the... four years of college than you do for yeah. sometimes the rest of your life. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, I moved yeah. If I'm lucky, more than the rest of my life, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to move as much ever again. That, that's my, my best and worst. No. All right, end of a high note. Very, very high note. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. We are doing this next week. We are doing this next week. Tyler won't be here, but thank mm-hmm. you for joining us. Yes, Thanks for it was having a pleasure. Me. <laughs> yes. Our first guest. Even though I upset you with everything I said. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we'll talk about that when the microphone's off. <laughs> All right, have a great week, everyone. Carpe Noctum is a production by Amateurs, hosted by Dylan Shoup and Dylan Kiever. Quick thanks to bensound.com for our theme music. Join us again next time.